It's December 18th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Welcome back to another episode, everybody. More importantly, welcome to my birthday week. Happy birthday to myself. I'm an only child, so of course an only child would say something like that. I'm your host, Alex Mayen, and as always, I am joined by my phenomenal co-host, Apostoli Everniatis. We are here to bring you inspiring stories and talk to the Pacers who are making an impact, whether that's professional athletes, political figures, CEOs, authors, and running leaders. And uh, did you guys notice what today's uh, song was, the intro song? Could you take a guess? It's, uh, it's, it's a good one. And it's Mandela's favorite pre-race pump-up song. So, And we should say it's loosely based on the answer to the pre-race pump-up song question for our guest every week. It's loosely based. Yeah, we're not trying to get our podcast shut down here because of copyright infringements. Let, let's give a holiday shout-out to Apostoli. Apostoli every week handcrafts our intro music based on the guest answer. As you guys know, if you're a fan of the podcast, you know this. But it takes a lot of time, and it's a skill that I, it's, that's beyond my pay grade. So, Apostoli, thanks for doing that every week. You're very welcome. We were having a discussion the other day about uh, what, uh, what aspect of the show we would keep if we had to keep just one thing. And I'm like, I would keep the, I would keep the, the song. Even if nobody was listening, I would still do that because I enjoy it. But this, this week is your birthday. So, happy birthday week to Alex. I'll keep doing it for you, man, the, the the music thing, even if nobody notices. Thanks. I notice, and I love it. I appreciate it. So what are you going to do for your birthday? I remember two years, three years ago, pre-CCP podcast, you had a party at the Hi-Hat. Yeah, the garage. So the every garage. year, every year for the last like eight years, we I have a little birthday party at the garage, Hi-Hat Lounge over on Brady Street. And I invite whoever, all my friends, which sometimes it's three people, sometimes it's 20, you never know. And then we get an ice cream cake from Dairy Queen and everyone gets a slice of ice cream cake because it's my favorite cake. It's the best cake out there. I know there's a lot of haters who hate ice cream cake. Well, guess what? You're missing out on a lot because it is a beautiful, delicious, those little chocolate balls in the middle. It's so good. Your sponsor. DQ. Well, last year we did something a little bit different. We we went to a couple different places, but yeah, pandemic, no party this year. So we're going to go on a hike. So I'm taking, I'm fielding recommendations on where to go. I have a couple places in mind, but we'll see when the day comes, which is Saturday. I feel like you've gone everywhere. You've seen them all. Uh, yes, but there's probably still a few. It's all just like how far do you want to drive? And it's like, I don't really want to drive that far with the kids in the car because everyone's like, let's just go. Let's just go. Get me out of the car. So, Yeah, but that's the cool thing about trails is that you could go there every day and it'll be a different experience. So whether true. It, whether it is your energy level or just your mindset of the day or, or actual phenomena or viewings or sightings of animals. That's the beautiful thing, beautiful thing about trails or running in general. Let me tell you what, I, I didn't run Monday or Tuesday, and then I ran on Wednesday, and I got back from my run, and Christina's like, how was the run? And I'm like, 
you know when you just don't run for a few days because you're like, oh, I'm too tired or whatever. And then you run and you're like, why did I not run those other days? It feels so good. I was like, that feels so good. I, sh- I like, I'm like, why didn't I run? And then I just was so lazy on those days. But do you think you have to take a break to, to notice that? I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I used to smoke for 10 years. And that first cigarette of the day always feels very different than the rest of the cigarettes. The rest of the cigarettes, they're just there as a habit. But then if you don't smoke for two days, any cigarette you have at any time of the day, it just hits you and you're like, this is the best feeling ever. <laughs> do you think Do you think it's like that with running? I think I experienced it that way. I just experienced it this week. So... Yeah, I would say so. What are your thoughts on what that? I, what are, my thoughts are that you get the same effect as smoking cigarettes, but uh, it's actually good for you. So quit smoking if you smoke and start running. Do you think we have anybody that listens, <laughs> that smokes and doesn't run? Do we We have this small section of America that just rips cigarettes but doesn't run and listens to us? Uh, that would be hilarious. We that still would love be hilarious. you. We still love you. We appreciate it. Anyways, you guys, we have an amazing show for you today. We have Mandela Barnes, the lieutenant governor of Wisconsin. And let me tell you what, we've been trying to get Mandela on the show for a while. And not like, hey, it's like we've talked to Mandela. We're friends. I feel like we can say that. And it just never worked out. And this week is the week. And I'm really excited to bring Mandela on he, for those of you who don't know, we'll talk about it, but Mandela Barnes is a part of Fear MKE, which is, if you know, we partnered with them for the MKE Run for Justice. We've had Tania on the show. We've had Rennell on the show. So if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back in the archive. Tania is like episode three or four. And Rennell we had on, I want to say, end of July. He was our first weekly rundown guest, actually. Nice. Thank you, Rennell, for that. So excited to jump into that. Um, before we do that, Abasoli, do you, what's up with your running? How's marathon training? Marathon training is okay. I've hit 30 miles this past week. I had a couple of runs that I was trying to do it in the evening and I hadn't eaten all day. Terrible idea. Those are and, so tough. Those are so tough. And I will say this, I I've talked about it in the past. I do HRV training in the morning. I, I wake up and I look at my heart rate variability and it tells me whether or not I should push and stress myself, whether it's physically or mentally that day. It's a pretty cool tool, but also my watch. I don't know if your watch does it. Uh, my Garmin watch, about 10 minutes into the run, maybe less, like seven, eight minutes, it will tell me my condition report. It will tell me how I'm doing based on my heart rate, not my heart rate variability, but my actual heart rate and my pace. And it'll tell me if I'm doing well or not. And I've noticed that the days that I just don't want to pull through and even if I push through, it's going to be a terrible run. I get a very negative score. And Matt McClutchy was on the show few months ago and he by the way i just saw matt he he listens to the show appreciate it thank you matt uh great coffee too amazing coffee the holiday blend go try out the anodyne holiday blend for those of you that don't know matt mcclutchy is the owner of anodyne coffee did i not say that thank you alex appreciate back, it back back to the story back to my rant um he said that you should go out for one mile and then see how you feel and I guess that's what my watch does. It tells me how to feel. 
what do you, what do you think of that, Alex? Do you think that's a that's a is is that technology doing a good thing or is it a bad thing that like had I not had that, uh, do you think I would push through and actually get a benefit? Because I actually stop after I see that. I I said maybe I I'll go back and I'll come back tomorrow stronger and try try harder. I don't have I don't have like I'm not one sided on this. Uh, we when we talked to Matt Thull, our coach for when he coached myself for the Lakefront Marathon and you right now. Um, he, you know, he said like professional D- different athletes, Matt, by the way, different this Matt. is a different Matt. This is a different, a lot of Matt's going on right now, but Matt Thull, coach of Thunderdome running told us that like professional athletes, if they're not feeling it, they'll just quit. But a lot of people like myself, and I've said, this is like, I don't have an option. I, I can't, like, I got to do this now. I'm out here. It's going to suck. Maybe I won't be as fast, but I'm going to get it done. And now you just have to level set and be like, okay, maybe I'll be 10 seconds slower per whatever lap or whatever it may be but like it's got to get done today so i think if you're out there and you're using your watch and your watch is telling you to not go at it and you can do it the next day then yeah but i would say on this don't use it as an excuse if you're just feeling like a bum you know that's not me though not these days at least that's the old apostoli we don't know him anymore it fluctuates though fluctuates (laughs) we're all human man we're all human. human yeah don't be hard on yourself basically don't be hard on yourself, but be true to yourself. And if you really aren't feeling a run like that, don't do it. But if you know you can mentally get through it and you might just be a little bit slower, then just change it up. That That's life and that's running. And you got you to gotta roll with the punches. And it, not every day is going to be the exact training plan that's laid out in front of you. So that's life. Yep. Let me tell you what, though. Not marathon training right now. <laughs> I'm back to that. Like, mm, I'll just do three miles today maybe I'll do five miles tomorrow, which is great for the weeks. We like the weekday running. Like right now, like you're like locked in, like you got to run a tempo runner. You have to do that. I will say though, on the weekends, I've been trying to push like Saturdays and Sundays, each of the runs longer than like six miles. So I've been hitting like 20, 25 miles a week. I've been feeling pretty good. I'm hope, hopefully I have like 65 more miles. So my goal is to hit 1300 miles for the year. Not as much as Christina's 2000. It's all perspective, right? It's all perspective. But yeah, I was proud of that. And with that, I'm excited for your marathon. I mean, you've been doing, hitting these solid weeks of training and it'll start coming together pretty quickly here. But um, before we jump into our interview with Mandela, first, we have a word from a sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Performance Running Outfitters. And also, we are joined by Jess, the owner of Pro and past guest on the show. And today, we're going to talk about the top five running gifts you can get for your running companion. You may be your significant other, maybe a friend, maybe a secret Santa, maybe your coworker. You decide, but we got a couple gifts we're going to talk about. The first one is a massage gun. Um, it's one of the top selling items in our store and a lot of people also will come in and say they want one but they don't want to spend the money on it. I, I think it's one of the top on the list. We have a couple of different massage guns. Our most popular right now is the Trigger Point Impact uh, Massage Gun. It's $199. And it's just awesome because if you've ever foam rolled, you know how much work it is. And so if you use a massage gun, have you ever used one? Yes, I have one. And I will say it's worth every penny. It's something where you go like, oh, it's like, 100 200 and you're like yeah but it totally it 
your recovery time reduces by a ton, I feel like. And it makes you a better runner because you're just like more loose. Yeah, you can just, you know, sit there watching TV and do it. Oh, that's the best part. You don't have to actually like lay on the ground and foam roll. So massage gun, number one item on the list. Definitely worth the investment. All right. Number two are socks. Classic. I know. It seems so boring, but running socks like if you kind of turn into a sock snob like i have they are not cheap you know they're around 15 to 20 depending on what kind you get and so nobody wants to spend money like that on their own socks but if you get them you're very appreciative exactly i am always appreciative when one of my running friends gets me like socks for like a secret santa or something like apostoli gets me socks for my birthday every year and i appreciate it because like i probably wouldn't have bought those but now i have my favorite running socks for the winter Socks are always a great option, and they are a great stocking stuffer. And as a little tip, they say the best gifts are those that somebody would not buy but on their own, but they would totally use them. I would never buy socks for myself, but I, but I get them as gifts, and I love them. I agree. I gift all my uh, brothers running underwear, too. I'm sure they love getting underwear from their sister. So That's not on our list, but that's definitely a bonus item, running underwear. Just as long as you don't have to try them on around the Christmas tree, it's fine. No. <laughs> okay, so this is one of my favorite I kind of want to invest in is wireless Bluetooth headphones. Yes, I'm wearing mine right now, but they are awesome. Um, we have Jaybird in the store, and so you can get them wired or wireless, and they are weatherproof, sweatproof, dropproof. They last up to six hours, continuous play, so they're awesome. And the the wire, uh, the cordless ones are just like, they're just like little guys that you just plop in your ear. It's pretty sweet they're awesome yeah i was worried like they would pop out while i'm running but they never pop out and then um i have bumped it and flung it out of my ear and it's fallen and nothing's wrong with it so (laughs) they're awesome all right number four a packable jacket yeah i think those are kind of one of those essentials and people tend to hang on to the running clothes way too long um they got a jacket in high school and they are still wearing it you know 15 years later a nice packable jacket is awesome because you can transition it through three different you know winter spring fall wisconsin weather basically and all you have to do is layer differently underneath it so super lightweight i i agree and the best part about a jacket like this is if you layer properly it's like a good windbreaker and it keeps you like away from some of those wintry wet conditions and speaking of holding on for stuff for way too long i went on a run this morning and i realized that my like nike pullover is from like my senior year of high school and i'm like that's this has got to go i need some new clothes so this is the perfect time oh i was gonna say the nike pullover they usually have like the manufacturer year on the tags you gotta check that out i will check that out and report back on next week's episode okay and our last and final item on our holiday gift list is a hydro flask so for those i'm this is kind of a new concept to me what is a hydro flask it is they make all different things they make a coffee cup a water bottle but they are awesome it keeps your drink cold up to 24 hours and it keeps it hot up to 12 hours so if you go you know and run super hot day and you come back you're still gonna have ice cubes in your drink or if you want to finish your run and have your coffee like hot and waiting um it'll still be piping hot so i love it they're obviously a little more expensive um but it's totally worth it you'll never want to use anything else so that sounds amazing there's nothing better than if you can keep your liquids cold but hot now for winter so i'll take my coffee pour it in the morning go for a run come back enjoy that the rest of the day oh yeah that's a win for me i love it so everyone those are five gifts 
that we have on the Performance Running Outfitters top gifts for your running companion in your life. If you want to purchase these or anything else that Pro has to offer, head over to their website at performancerunning.com and use code CCP10 at checkout to get 10% off your entire order. That's CCP10 at checkout. Or you can head over to any of the five performance running locations and use the secret code Cream City Pacers at checkout to get that 10% discount. Now, back to the show. Today, we are joined by Mandela Barnes, the Lieutenant Governor of Wisconsin. Mandela got his start in politics at the age of 25 when he was elected to the State Assembly. Fast forward to 2019, he became the 45th Lieutenant Governor of Wisconsin. More importantly, Mandela is an avid runner, a captain of Fear MKE, which is one of our favorite running groups here on the Cream City Pacers. Mandela, welcome to the Cream City Pacers podcast. Man, thank you for having me. I'm so glad we got this worked out. I've been waiting to, to be a guest on this show, and uh, I'm a listener. So long-time listener, first-time caller. Oh, we love that here on the show. And it has been a long time in the coming. I mean, we've we probably connected almost a year ago, and, uh, you know, it's been... It's been a crazy year for everyone. A few weeks ago, we had Dennis McBride, the mayor of Tosa, on, and we kind of went through, I mean, he just got elected in the office in April. I mean, he got elected in during a pandemic election and everything that he's gone through, I mean, you has run the same for you. You've dealt with a lot of stuff. So, yeah, you know, I'm glad we've had this and like, what's going on? How have you been? Man, I've been okay. Um... I've been okay, all things considered, right? Like there's there's always the caveat that goes along with that. Whenever I whenever I ask people how they're doing, you know, it's just like all things considered, in spite of. Uh, but yeah, you know, today was a big day uh, with the electoral college. But uh, in general, I mean, I've I've been running a lot, and I can say that running has been incredibly helpful. It's just like this year is just the year that keeps on giving. And I don't necessarily mean that in the most positive way. It's just all there's always something, always something. But I've had I've had time to to get back into it. Uh, you know, when things went on lockdown, that's when I just said, you know what, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to start running a little bit more because that was the one thing that I could be certain of. I, I know when we were like chatting back in the spring I was I was I think I was trying to train for the Milwaukee Marathon and you were like yeah maybe I'll train you weren't really sure I think at the time so it's no, good dude, to I think I, I think I was into it man because I did the I did the Madison Marathon uh last fall and I was not satisfied with my time there we and go so I didn't I didn't necessarily like let up I just kind of kept through you know running just a, a solid distance every month uh, just so I could kind of roll into a training for the spring, but it, it didn't work out. Um, obviously, <laughs> I had um, I'd registered and everything. So yeah, well, when we're all excited for when races start back up to get out there and do one of them or all of them. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. All right, so let's like take it back to the beginning. So you were born, and you quote, at the heart of the five three two zero six zip code, which is the state's poorest and most incarcerated zip code. Um, you know, it does not sound like a good area to go for a run. So my question is, how will fear MKE, which a lot of our listeners know we can talk a little bit more about, but how will fear MKE change for a kid who's born to that zip code in the next few years? Yeah, so that's the thing, man. Um, that community, and there's so many others like it in the city, in the state, and across the country uh, that face significant challenges, but it all comes down to 
you know, what opportunities have been afforded to those very same communities. And I can say firsthand that, you know, a child that grows up in that neighborhood is should be no worse off than a child growing up in our state's wealthiest uh, zip code. That's the way opportunities should work. Mm-hmm. You know, barriers that people have zero control over shouldn't limit them uh, for their, their future um, future outlook uh, for, you know, what their lot in life will become. Uh, and, you know, I was fortunate, you know, even though, you know, that's where I, you know, I was born, that's where I spent my formative years, you know, I had uh, two parents who were middle income earners, which helped a lot. It means I didn't have a lot of the same stressors that many of my neighbors or many of my friends had growing up. Uh, but I still, I, I was just back there a couple weeks ago and that community is full of hardworking people, man. That's the thing. Like there are so many people who are who are doing the right thing. And if I didn't, if I wasn't born there, if I, if I wasn't raised there, I don't even think I would be Lieutenant Governor right now because I, I come with a different passion. Just having that first head experience, I know there are a lot of elected officials, people running for public office who read the charts and read the data, which you should, uh, but that's their only experience with the challenges that we face. Uh, but recognizing that a lot of folks lack that firsthand uh, experience or a lack, um, you know, that primary knowledge of some of the worst things that people are going through. I think that's what uh, makes them ineffective leaders. But back to the running part, I know I, I stray way off course there. Well, well, I want to cut you off. I, I think that's important because that comes out in you when you're talking, you know, when we, whether you're on national TV or local or whatever it is on your Instagram, like you, the passion that comes from you, it's, it's from living there. It's the experience, you know, these people, like, you know, the area, you know, the zip code. And I think that sets you apart and that, and that that's, it's real. And I think that brings to your leadership and you can tell and that I really like that about you. Well, I really do appreciate it, man. And um, as, as it relates to running, right, like I won't even say is the inherent challenges that that specific zip code faces. I think that uh, even in the whole conversation about urbanization, I don't think that people put enough thought into uh, walkable communities, bikeable communities, runnable communities. And that's been a huge problem. And it's played out in health outcomes, uh, for instance. It's played out in the way that we view our neighbors. Like we've become uh, a, a road heavy. I know you had Jeremy uh, Foyot on. And, you know, we, we've, we've just become a, a car heavy society, you know. And there's nothing wrong with owning a car. But when the prioritization is how can we get enough cars in this community? How can we get enough cars on these roads? Like you lose sight of the other things that bring people together. And I've been a proponent of complete streets to make sure that we are, when we are developing, when we're building, we're thinking about, well, maybe this community has a grocery store that's a mile away, but could a person safely walk to that grocery store? And when you start to think about that in urban planning, you get a better sense of how you can get people outside and get people moving. So communities that are akin to the 53206 zip code, um, the communities that face the similar challenges, yeah, it will be difficult for somebody to get out there because it's not like there are any uh, bike routes or a whole lot of bike lanes or, or trails in the area. And so fear provides a space for people who may not have had that experience growing up, who may not have had that outlet, but maybe have 
thought about considering it. And most people, you know, drive to where we run from anyway. There's a, a handful of people uh, who live in River West who don't have to drive. Uh, but the fact is, you, you come there and you feel a part of a group. Uh, you feel a, a sense of, of community around people who uh, who share experiences that you share. And I think that's the best part about it. And it's also like just an extended family. And every day is like a fan or every day we run is like a family reunion. Sometimes new people pop up. Oh, we're related. And it, it, it's awesome that way because we get a lot of people who are just moving to Milwaukee, uh, don't know a whole lot of folks and they show up and they, 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 they get out with us, they run and they get to meet new people and they also get to learn the city in, in the process. Yeah, I think that's a wonderful thing. And I always say this, but the best part about running is when you run with someone new or someone you're trying to get to know, is the only thing you can do is either be quiet or talk. And, you know, usually you end up talking and that's how you meet. You meet some of your best friends that way. So how did you get started with fear? So my I got started with fear just through Social X. Um, I'm on the advisory board for Social X, have been for quite some time, um, although the uh, <laughs> the meeting minutes might not reflect as much. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a chance to show up to a meeting in a while. Um, but um, my involvement with, with, with Social X is what got me involved with fear. I um, My first 5K was in 2013. Um, I hated running for my entire life. Through high school, I played every sport. I was, I was on the track and field team. I was more field than track. But like, you know, when it came to running, I just didn't like to do it. And I struggled to run a mile. And, uh, but like I said, I played sport. I was, I was, I played football. Football is my primary sport. I also played baseball, I wrestled as well. But, um, when I got older, once I, you know, when I was in college, I wasn't playing these, playing as many sports. I started getting lazy, started gaining weight. And, uh, I was like, all right, I gotta, get, I gotta shake this stuff off. So I would go out for like small, short jogs where maybe I would run a mile downhill and I would feel super accomplished, man. And then uh, after college, uh, I feel like, I think I, I think I got into another lazy spell and I wasn't exercising. I started gaining weight again. I was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta like get serious about this. So then I think I got up to about a mile and a half and you know, that's where I felt that I peaked. And the idea, the concept of ever running three straight miles was something that just scared the hell out of me. And, um, one day there was a uh, there was a 5k going on and it was uh it was a bunch of people in the community uh a bunch of people who weren't necessarily the folks you would describe as elite runners right they were it was a fundraiser it was uh it was to to raise funds and raise awareness for health and i was a part of it and i was like oh well let me just jet out here then i like basically sprint the first mile and i was like oh my god oh my God, I cannot do another two of this. And so I'm just like walking the last 2.1 miles, just looking miserable. And I was like, all right, well, I can't go out on that note. And so the next year I came back and I completed uh, my first 5K in, in 2013. And I remember I had, a, I had a solid eight minute pace and um, the rest is history, dude. Like after that, I was just like, all right, well, let me keep trying. And I, I kept trying in 2015, I ended up uh, running my first half and my first full. And I started running with fear here and there in 2014. Like in 2013, I wasn't ready to start running around people. <laughs> but uh, 20, 2015 or 2014, 2015, I was like, all right, well, I'm comfortable enough to, to, to do this around some folks. And then uh, the rest is history. 
Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say about wasn't comfortable enough running with folks. I was just talking to Patrick. We started running. Abasoli and I met through this other running group in town, OMG. And I was telling him when I started running and I was like, you know, I didn't come to the group for like eight months because I, I didn't think I could like run with people or like I was up to that standard. And it's interesting because a lot of people, I think, feel that way when they're new. Like, I don't know anyone. I can't run with anyone. So, like, how do you encourage people who are maybe thinking about joining a group or new to running to, like, come come out and run for fear? I know it's COVID time, so it's all over IG Live. But, like, yeah. outside of that, if, if we were outside of the pandemic. I, I, I share my own experience. I've recruited a number of people to come run with fear. And I think the, the best thing about fear is the social aspect of it. The social aspect of it is is weighted probably as heavy as the running itself, and so you know people are people are inclined to show up just to kind of have a good time. And I stress the fact that nobody's here to judge you. Trust me. Um, all we're gonna do is go have a drink afterwards, and nobody's gonna remember <laughs> what happened uh, when we were running. And people that resonates with a uh, with a lot of people, especially you know folks in the younger professional crowd who are you know, who want to have a good time, who are somewhat interested in uh, improving their health. And um, that's, that's, that's what I, that's what I said. I'm like, dude, trust me. Like I haven't, I've never been a runner. I, this is, I don't, most people like we are a running group. Sure. But it's more about just getting out there and meeting people and enjoying ourselves. So that is uh that's the hook that I've used and it's worked. We got some fear lifers now. Let's talk about fear now, Mandela. Not fear MK. We want to talk about fear in the sense, the traditional sense. And we, we talk about mental health on this show quite a bit. It's been a crazy year. We can't even imagine the, the emails that you get uh, and, the, <laughs> and the responses on, on social media. That has to come along with fear. And last week, we were talking with Stephen uh, Lisa, the CEO of Gooder Sunglasses. And we started talking about how fear in business can take hold. Uh, of your mind and kind of freeze you and how you can go past that. But there's more at stake. We're talking, there's a lot of angry people out there that I need to worry about my safety, my security, but also other fears about the community because you, you we can tell that you're a leader that is not doing this for himself. You're doing this for, you're thinking of other people first. So you have fears about the repercussions that if you're, if you don't do what you think is right, how is that going to affect the world around you that you care so much for? So how do you deal with that fear? Yeah, that's a really good, really deep question. Uh, there are a lot of people who are angry, a lot of people who are frustrated, distressed, a lot of people who are in fear themselves right now, just given the uncertainty of everything that's going on. And yeah, we do get a lot of angry <laughs> messages uh, from people uh, especially when it came time to do the math stuff, when it came time to say, hey, we need to pause, you know, normal operations until we get this virus figured out. Yeah, people were super upset about that. And uh, there were those who, you know, said things that will make a person, you know, think twice. And some people don't even do it over DM or, or mail or uh, whatever private means. Some people just are outright and open about it. I remember um, there's this one guy, he tweeted something like, you know, Barnes has to be dealt with. And I'm just like, well, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, so you, you get that you get that sort of stuff, right? Like people people get real tough uh, online, man. <laughs> and that, that, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, it's, 
it's uh it's kind of sad that uh one social media has you know gotten to that place where the discourse is just so uh disturbing but also uh the fact that people just you know feel like that is the only route that's the only method is for me to just display my anger let me beat my chest let me try to scare this guy but you know we still do we have to do right like I, I knew that there will be certain challenges that come with running for office and especially in the event of winning that office. Uh, so there are considerations that are, you know, made on the front end. Like nobody could have predicted 2020. <laughs> like nobody <laughs> saw the things that this uh, year had in the cars. Uh, but, you know, certain considerations you, you are, you go in there knowing that it's not going to be easy. You go in there knowing, especially in a state like Wisconsin, a swing state, going there knowing half the population didn't vote for you. <laughs> and then, you know, a, a nice or a, a nice uh, sizable chunk of that uh, half of the voting population are like some really angry and upset people. And, you know, you, you try to do what you can to, to to push the sort of policies, push the sort of legislation, push the ideas that benefit everybody. Uh, but people don't see all those things as, as a benefit. I think there's a lot of selfishness that goes on. There's a whole lot of I, me, mine, you know, where it's like, oh, my life is disrupted. I am uh, upset. Uh, what about mine? I, I, I worked hard for this. I did everything for this. And like, sure, yeah, we get it. Like people do work hard and you should be rewarded for the things you work hard for. But there are so many people that work even harder that get even less. And that's the uh, unfortunate part about the inequality that exists in our society. So knowing that uh, there are so many folks who depend on you and so many people who you're actually fighting for uh, that end up getting upset with you because progress is a slow process and uh, government does move slow when we need to do the right things. The bad things happen instantly. Uh, but the good things you want to do take forever. And so you got a lot of people who, you know, you are actually working to support the same goals who, who get who get frustrated, who get upset. And I think that is what probably honestly brings me the, the most fear. It's just like, you know, these are the things I want to do. We are trying to do the same things. We are on the same page. Uh, it's not happening for whatever reasons, uh, for, for political reasons that are not my own political reasons, that are not the governor's political reasons, uh, just given the, the, the makeup uh, of the legislature. I mean, I think that this is one of the most polarized um, state governments in the entire country. Uh, some of the things I, I see other states able to do uh, with complete Republican control that we can't even have a conversation about. And, you know, so it's not it's, it's beyond partisanship. Uh, in, in many ways, and I don't necessarily know what it is, but I know that it, it's not working for for far too many people. And if you were like to lump in some of the things that people who like us talk about, and versus some of the things that people who do like us are that they're frustrated about, there is so much overlap. <laughs> That's the wild part about it. There is so much overlap there, uh, and I, I think there's a side that doesn't want to hear uh, what it is for whatever reason, like sometimes it's cultural reasons and they don't, they don't, they don't want to take the time to, to listen to how an issue may benefit them just because they've made up in their mind that they don't like you right away. And they're on the other hand are, are, are those folks who have uh, been, who've gotten a short end of the stick, regardless of who, in, who's in power, regardless of what political party is in charge. It sounds like you have a very good way of dealing with your emotions and, I'm sure there's anger that that 
tries to rise up in you, but you handling it very, very, very well. So it what took a would while you say? Let me, let me, let me not, let's not make any mistake, man. I, you know, growth is a beautiful thing. That's exactly where I wanted to take this. How did you get here? Are there any practices that, let's say some of the people that are so upset out there, they're listening to this. What, what, are there any practices? It could be meditative, it could be reading, it could be role models that you've set in your mind. Anything that you can share with the world? Yeah, I, you know, I, I mean, this, this has never been my problem. Um, and like I said, growth is a, a, a beautiful thing right there. It was, I'm, an, I'm an only child, man. Like I, uh, I, you know, I like things when I want them. Uh, but it, it, it took a while because I knew that this work that I'm doing now is so much bigger than me. And one little uh, screw up on my end could derail the whole thing. And so for people who do, who are just, you know, just totally uh, upset that are just like violently angry in some instances, I, I just think about how I could not spend, like, and this is what has never been my problem. I've never just been violently angry about something. I just couldn't spend my time uh, being so upset about something. Uh, when I could be doing something productive, even as it relates to that thing I'm upset about, you know, like just me being, you know, flying off the handle about issue X, Y, Z or instance, ABC, like that is not a productive way to, to, to go about anything. And there's always, uh, another route, uh, a route that may take longer, a route that may be, uh, more difficult, but a route that's oftentimes more possible and it starts with being able to have those conversations with people and I've also found that a lot of um, my political counterparts those on the other side of the aisle the ones I've gotten along with uh, the most weren't necessarily uh, you know the more moderate ones they're the ones who are a little bit out there <laughs> a little, little bit out there I'll just I'll leave it at that um, but the ones, and and it's like, I, I I took the I take the time to listen. Like there are some things that are non-negotiable, some things that we just know we aren't agree, won't ever agree on, and we start from that place. Like I know this person isn't gonna lie to me about what he's thinking. This dude has some very far out there public views. There is not a chance he is going to lie to me about supporting something that I support just to make a friend. So I found like when I started from that place. Uh, it's helped me build some uh, some relationships. Uh, some people, though, uh, it is basically impossible. Um, I, I, now, now you got me thinking, man. And I know we weren't supposed to get too deep into the political conversation here, but uh, a guy, uh, Representative James Etting, man, he is in. He's in. He's an older guy. Uh, he's in his seventies for sure. Um, in 2015, he was the first state legislator here to endorse Donald Trump. And so when we go on our visits or when we did pre-COVID times, you know, we always sent out an alert to legislators to let them know, hey, we're in your district. Um, we'll be doing this event. Uh, you're more than welcome to come. And this guy like took me up on my offer every time. Right. <laughs> and I served with him in the assembly, but he like took me up on my offer. And honestly, man, the two the trips that he showed up to were like some of the best trips that I had. And, you know, we had our differences. Like it wasn't we weren't arguing or anything on the trips, 
But like, if an issue came up and we were on separate sides of that issue, like we didn't shy away from our opinion. But like, he showed up with a genuine desire to learn what was going on at the places we visited. So like, it's just it's stuff like that, man. Small things. Uh, but some people can get so wrapped up into the power aspect of it. He's not a dude that's concerned with the power aspect of it. He believes what he believes. The people in the district he represents feel a similar way to how he feels on something. And he's confident enough in his positions that, you know, he'll show up to this thing that, you know, the Democratic Lieutenant Governor from Milwaukee uh, shows, up, shows up to. And, you know, we'll, we'll have our talks there and we'll, we'll, we'll do what we need to do. And isn't that what they say, Mandela, that back in the old days in Washington, uh, you know, 20, 30 years ago, as soon as uh, the session would be over, Democrats and Republicans would meet at the same bar and just get wasted together. And yeah. maybe that's maybe that comes with age. And it's unfortunate that that has changed then. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a couple other things that go along with that. Um couple other things that go along with that. Uh, yeah, that did used to happen more so. Um the legislative calendars were also a little bit different then where people didn't just go straight home after the legislative session. Like more people kind of like spent a little bit more time in D.C. And I mean, their children were there. So like their children often went to school with each other. You know, you see each other at, at, at different things. I mean, so it's yes, that is true. Um, there are certain complexities that go along with that, though. That's interesting. I didn't I didn't really know that. And your story is that's super cool and I didn't really ever think that happened in politics but it's kind of like in sports right like I cheer for my team you cheer for your team I hate you you hate me and after the the final whistle blows the guys on the other team are f- switching jerseys hugging each other high-fiving it's like they gave it their all but they're out there to like make each other better at the end of the day and almost like yeah. that's what you guys are doing even if you're on opposite sides of the aisle I think that's a really good takeaway you can implement in anything in your life yeah, I mean, the, that's the thing. There, there are differences in having political differences uh, versus being primarily concerned with the aspect of maintaining power. Mm-hmm. Very well said. So let's, let's incorporate running and the job. So how, how has running helped you? And you said you've been running a lot more lately. Has running been like a place for you to clear your mind? Has it been your outlet for like creative thinking and how do you problem solve? Like what have you been using running for? absolutely a way to clear my mind um and i have i have needed it just to like just so i can help start my day um i've run more miles this year than i've ever run in any other year oh let's go congrats that's a huge huge accomplishment and a good feeling yeah yeah man i, I appreciate it um i was i was shooting for it's, it's not the 2000 that the missus got yeah thanks she <laughs> was pretty <laughs> stoked about that shout out so I'm shout sure out, she was shout i'm sure she was I, I was shooting for 1500 wow i will be shy because this has been a lazy this has been a lazy month for me uh but yeah so how many what will you get to this year i'll be over 1400 Wow, nice. Kudos. Yeah, I might be like 20, 30 miles shy of 1,400 right now. So I'll get to 1,400. Um, yeah, which has just been more. And I've um, I've been telling myself that I want to just be able to snap into a marathon training if I need to. I've just been constant <laughs> marathon training for, for, for all of this year. But it has certainly helped, man. Like I've been able just to think through certain things, especially on the long runs. I've also, let me tell you this. I have become an accidental birder. 
I have been accident become an accidental birder, man. I have, uh, and it started because of those red winged blackbirds, <laughs> and who are they are in absolute terror, man. They are in absolute terror, and you know there are other birds. Let, let this be a let this be a lesson because uh, <laughs> blackbirds matter, um, and it's you know it's it's not crows, and I had to I had to distinguish a red winged blackbird from a common grackle. Because the grackles are fine, you know, you know they don't they don't mess with you like the red winged blackbird. Yeah, look, I'm teaching a lesson here, um, but like I I just got to like sort of see different migratory patterns over the year, like you know just different birds and where they would be, what time of the year, and what species of birds, and like I got super interested in it. I bought a little uh, handy guide to the birds of Wisconsin. And, nice, um, look at you. To identify them, yeah, man. So it's it's helped me from the aspect of my own mental health, and it's helped me. Uh, get a new hobby bird watching do you ever run on the lakefront and notice that there's groups of people with their like 15 foot like lenses checking out the birds floating in the water i feel like you're gonna be a part of that someday i don't, I don't know yet i don't know <laughs> i don't know if i'll be that that deep into it because i it just it, it helps the run go by mm-hmm. like just being able to identify the birds so i can not i can i don't want to say kill two birds with one stone because i'm talking about birding uh so it's a way to, to view two birds in one activity um, and I'm mostly here in Madison though. And a lot of people are, uh, like it's, it's the same thing. And mm-hmm. then there's like a beautiful sunset over, uh, Lake Mendota too. That Oof. a lot of people bring the, the extended, uh, camera lenses to check out. Nice. I, I really like that. Do you one more thing about the running and work? Like you're on a lot of national news lately. Like when you're running, do you like script any of that stuff out or like maybe how you're going to answer this question the next time it gets up or, or does that happen at all when you're running? I don't script through it, but like I said, I think through it. Mm -hmm. Like I get to like, I I play out different scenarios in my head. I listen to a lot of podcasts when I run. So listening to podcasts and listening to other people discuss their point of view on a topic helps me out as, as well. Uh, whether I agree or disagree with with what they have to say, and sometimes I'll just run with no music. Like if I gotta do something in the morning, I only do shorter runs with no music or podcast, uh, and it'll help me uh, prepare for the day. I need to I, I think about potential questions and I think about how I need to respond to them. Nice. If Vince Ventrano, uh, news anchor in TMJ Four, mm-hmm. he you know he has does a lot of interviews and he kind of said he uses that time to think through what what answers people would say back how can you you know you know rebuke that how can you say other things so that i thought that was super interesting um yeah uh well this has been a great interview and we we could talk like a lot lot more so we'll have to get you back on the podcast sometime soon but uh before we go we have our cream city pacers rapid fire questions are you ready for these let's do it okay what's your favorite route to run in milwaukee oakley's trail Nice. Uh, over on the east side? Well, so I, I, I live about two and a half miles from Oakley Trail, so it's like a hustle just to get there. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was a whole workout just to get to the trail and back. But um, starting like on, I end up usually starting on, on, Mill, on Mill Road. And you still live in Milwaukee? I do. I, I, I split time. I split time. So tell yeah. us, what's your favorite route in Madison? My favorite route in Madison is probably the Lake Loop, running around Lake uh, Monona. I haven't done that, but I know... Everyone in Madison on Strava does that route. Okay, if you could bring one person to Milwaukee to run with you, who would it be? Ooh, the one person I would bring to Milwaukee to run with me, and I'm talking this through so I can think of this person. Um, 
Oh man, it's so hard. It's so difficult. Um, so many answers. It's, it's, it's too many people. It's, it's too many answers. Um, probably uh, the probably the guy that did um, that did the Ice Age Trail, and his I, his name escapes me right now. Oh, Corey Waltering. Corey Waltering. Corey hey. Waltering. Yeah. If he. Yeah, we'll make the connection. And if he he said if he ever comes to town, he'll text me. So I'll shoot you a text, and we can all go on yeah. a run. He's a super cool guy. What an awesome guy! Oh, I bet, I bet. Incredible. Um, all right, let's see here. Favorite pre-race pump-up song. Um, favorite pre-race pump-up song would have to be um, <laughs> "Burning Hearts" from the Rocky soundtrack. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that one. There's, there's another song other than uh, the Eye of the Tiger. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Burning hearts. <laughs> one. We usually ask for one book that has inspired you to run faster, further. Um, but also as a bonus, I see a lot of books in the background. Mm-hmm. Now that we're talking, um, and I kind of tried to tease in this question earlier, and you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, take the bait. You, you didn't take the bait. Yep. <laughs> but. If there are any biographies, anybody that you, in, in times of uh, struggle, you say, what would this person do? Dude, I tell people, man, last year, like, Failure is an Option was a book that I read and that I, like, just completely identify with. It's by H. John Benjamin, you know, the the guy that does the voice of Archer and uh, Bob from Bob's Burgers. He's also on that Arby's commercial. <laughs> nice but yeah man. yeah yeah that's okay I'll failure have... is an option man like I, I i don't know i just identify with it to in, in a very deep way any favorite gear yeah like i can never get good gloves for whatever reason i can never get good gloves but i um i probably the latest shoe i bought was the the endorphin speeds the Sauconies, and I, I really like that shoe a lot but yeah that would be those or I don't know, just my watch. Your watch. My watch. Um, not, no free advertisement, so I'm not even talking okay. about what kind of watch. It's a billion-dollar company. They don't need me uh, giving a hug. <laughs> well, we know which one it is. It sounds like uh, we won't say it, yeah, but but we will. I will say I will say this. Uh, we'll hook you up with uh, Corey Waltering, and we'll hook you up with with our friends over at Pro. They'll find some gloves for you. I'm sure they got some for you. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm in so, and out of Pro all the time, man. I'm in and out of pro. I um, I don't know. I got a thing like sometimes my fingertips, dude. They they just get super cold regardless. Ooh, you gotta get the gloves then where your fingers stick out, and then you can flip like the flap over them, and then it's double layered. That's what you need. Yeah. All right. All right. It sounds like. But then you, you, don't you look like, like a child. Then you look like a child. <laughs> you do. You do that. I I I have the exact what is same that problem, grown uh, man like looks a... like a child running on the Oak Leaf Trail. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Last question. One piece of advice you want to pass on to new runners? The first step is to try. I love that. That's so true. You got to get out there and you got to do it. Yep. Okay. Where, Mandela, where can people follow you, find out more about you, hear all the good information from you? Yeah, um, I'm on Instagram at The Other Mandela, uh, which is also my name on Twitter, The Other Mandela. I um, am not on Facebook much at all. Uh, except from an official standpoint, my official page is on on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on, on Facebook. I mean, my personal page is on there too. But if you message me, I'm not responding. Um, if you add me as a friend, I might not respond either, just because I'm just never on there. I loathe Facebook. 
Well, Mandela, we appreciate the time. This was a great interview, and I'm glad that we caught you at a good time at the end of the year while you hit your highest mileage year ever. I appreciate it, man. I'm, cool. I'm so glad we got this done. I know. Well, when uh, this is all over and we all have our vaccines, we're excited to go on a fear run. It's going to be a good time. Let's do it. Apostoli, what an amazing conversation. I have been looking forward to this for a while, and I'm glad the stars finally aligned and we can have Mandela on. I know he was excited. It was uh, my favorite part. I feel like it, we were a real radio show where he's like, long-time listener, first-time caller. I thought that was great. Thanks, Mandela. That was a hotline. Yeah. Also, fan of the pod, uh, Jeremy, shout out to you. Thanks for being on the pod in the past. Got to yes. talk a little bit about urban, la- uh, not urban landscaping. That doesn't make sense, but urban design. I thought that was kind of fun. I just want to give a shout out to our sponsor of this episode, Performance Running Outfitters. Jess, thanks for coming on. That was a fun conversation. For all of you that are still looking for a gift, head over to one of the five Performance Running Outfitters locations or head over to perform performancerunning.com buy some stuff load up your cart and use ccp10 at checkout to get 10 percent off your entire order in other news Giannis signed that huge contract talk about loyalty huge huge and you know we, we made a post about it on facebook and we mean it you know five more years in milwaukee increases his chances of being invited to the show if we have a slot available so um this is all kinds of great opportunities for yeah i mean he's got to prove that he's a runner so we'll look for that letter from him maybe a letter of recommendation from somebody but yes. we'll think about it by the way speaking of that you, we don't realize how much at a different level these athletes are alex you, how good they can be at other sports and other facets of athleticism i remember uh, larry bird ran a 10k back in his prime in converse stars and it was just some crazy 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 number it was super fast it was like he said well, this that guy could be a professional runner but he just chose to be a, a basketball player so crazy so we could probably bring Giannis on if we make him just run a 5k I would love to have all the Bucks players do a 5k and it's like see what they could do 16 minutes I'm actually just curious I don't, I don't know what a professional athlete could do I mean they run up and down the court but that seems like a little different I guess we'll have to put on a 5k and find out okay and I want to give a well, Giannis. Congratulations, you're the man. And now I want to give a I want to give a See, huge shout out. You keep cutting me off here. I'm I trying to give a shout Greek. out. Shout out to. Okay, say it in Greek. I said it. Συγχαρητήρια, Γιάννη. Σε ευχαριστούμε για την συμμετοχή σου στην κοινότητα του Μιλουάκη. Σα αγαπάμε πολύ. Γεια σου, Γιάννη. That was very nice. I'm glad. I'm glad. I agree. <laughs> All right, now I want to give a huge shout out to Kayla Sell. Kayla was also one of our first guests on our weekly rundown when we yes. started bringing guests on this summer. But Kayla, as you guys know, put on all the virtual challenges for the Badgerland Striders this summer. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the episode. But Kayla just got um, recognized by the Roadrunners Club of America. She was selected as one of the new Wisconsin state representatives. Uh, so that's super awesome. As a member, 
Um, there's a lot of good stuff in this post here from Badgerland. So I encourage you guys to head over to Badgerland Strider's Running Club and check out the post for Kayla. Kayla, congratulations. This is super cool. All your hard work does not go unnoticed and everyone appreciates it. And I want to say that the shirts from the last challenge looked super sweet. So those are cool. A couple other housekeeping things. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Head over to creamcitypacers.com forward slash newsletter and join our list. We have a fast growing list. I thank you for everyone who keeps signing up every week. We have a lot of people who are getting added to the list. We hope you guys enjoy the emails. We send them. And let me tell you what, you guys on the email list are going to be the first to know when we release our merch. It's coming before Christmas and you can buy it. It won't ship for Christmas, but at least if you're in the Christmas shopping spirit, you can pick up some CCP merch. And uh, don't forget to go give us a five-star review on iTunes because we love those five-star reviews. Subscribe wherever you're else. And as I always say, share with one person who you think would enjoy the podcast. We would appreciate it. And then you can have an awesome conversation with them and recap our episodes together. Also, I have one thing before we get out of here. Please go like our Facebook post, share our Facebook post, and comment on our Facebook post. Apostoli, uh, as you guys know, owns Mimosa, has been trying, has been posting 12 Days of Mimosa on Facebook and Instagram, and has like become a social media mongol and has been trying to get our post on Cream City Pacers in the Facebook algorithm so we get more likes. So please help him out on his journey to be an uh, influencer and share our stuff. And listen to the playlist on Spotify, Cream City Pacers, pre-race pop-up songs. It contains all the answers to the question that we ask every single guest. What is your favorite pre-race pop-up song? It's a great way to start your day. Great way to get pumped before a run, during a run. It's a very big variety of songs. I love it. The song from today, well, we write Survivor. It's great. Underrated song another american anthem just like rocky is uh it's one of the most american films ever isn't that what they say didn't people give give obama shit because he didn't he had never watched rocky back in the day i i miss i miss the days that that, that was the scandal of of the week you know, it was people finding out that obama had not watched rocky was on the news and it was a big deal how long do you think we can drag this outro on for you guys enjoy your week enjoy your weekend enjoy your running until next friday keep on running